Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. You know, over the past year that we've been recording this podcast, Scott and I have met some amazing individuals and received some amazing advice. So we decided to do something for our audience that may or may not be able to listen to every single episode. We put together a white paper slash ebook of the top seven things that you must do in your agency in 2018 and 2019. We're giving this to you guys free as of right now. You can text the word book. B-O-O-K to 251-418-4724. Follow the prompts and you will promptly receive that book. Or you can email me at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. That's not going to be automated like the text, but you can receive it that way as well. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. I am your fearless host and leader, Mr. Scott Howell, with I Protect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Before we get started on today's podcast, please help me welcome. He's a six foot three sophomore from Saraland, Alabama, rivals five star recruit, parade all American. Ladies and gentlemen, he is single handedly bringing the kindness revolution to the Mobile metropolitan area. He's a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Please help me welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? You have a loose definition of metropolitan. <laughs> well, I, I'll, use, I'll use it anyway. That's okay. Are you saying Mobile's not big enough to I, be metropolitan? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, brother. Guys, our mission on this podcast, as I say every week, we are here to help you agents in any way we can. Sales, marketing, motivation. We don't care if you're a CSR, an associate agent, an agent owner doesn't matter even if you're in insurance management with one of these large carriers and you're sitting up in the ivory tower and you just want to see what insurance agents are doing look us up at the insurance guys podcast.com and and bradley you know let send us an email tell us how great we're doing or how horrible we're doing absolutely um absolutely. we we would love that very much we get um i would say on average three or four emails Yes, or easy. some kind of direct message per week, and I will, without getting emotional, um, it is it is my oxygen. It's it, what really keeps this going. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a very. There have been a couple of times people have sent us emails that I literally, literally started crying um, because just I don't think I fully understood when we started this podcast you know, how we were going to affect people's lives. And, and you know, I, you know, you and I talked about it earlier today off air. It was like you hope for the best, but you just don't know until yeah. you get started. You're like, well, we're going to do this, and a lot of people are going to listen, and they're going to, they're going to tell us how awesome it is. But, right. but you, you really don't, you know, there's been so many projects before this right, right. that you've done, maybe in this subject matter or not, in this space that have you've tried and you thought were going to be the greatest thing in the right. world, and they fail. And then you finally do one that – 
that people are like, wow, this is awesome. And you're like, oh my God, how do I even handle this? Right. You know? Yeah. And I'll tell you some of these emails that we get, and I appreciate you jumping in there because you saw I was about to get emotional. I did. Um, I did. <laughs> I did. It was um, about to get weird. But some of these, some of these emails, uh, the, some of the things that people talk about, I'm just like, man, this, this, this is incredible. So guys, thank you so much. We love you very much. Um, don't ever think if you get in touch with us, whether it's text or email, that we're not going to get back with you. I know sometimes there's a two or three day lag for me to get back in touch, but I do, I do always try to get back in touch with people who email me from the podcast. Guys, I am excited about today's episode. I think I have my spirit animal on the phone with me right now. Um, <laughs> uh, she is the president and founder of AA Lares insurance services uh she actually started in the insurance business at 16 years old which means she's been doing it about 20 years probably longer than i have uh based out of anaheim california uh she was featured on the april 2018 cover feature of rough notes magazine which bradley and i both get uh, I wish I had a copy of that with me because that would have been the third hour of me researching her today. Phenomenal um, publication. She somehow has a grand a grand. She is somehow a grandmother, which I find very hard to believe, and I'm not sure that that's not some kind of fake Facebook post that I saw. Uh, she loves she loves her clients. She loves her employees. She loves exercising. She loves motivating and being motivated. And she and more and more importantly, or least or less importantly, however you want to look at it, she loves the insurance business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the other incomparable Miss Patty Lores. How are you, Patty? Whoa, my goodness. I am wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, for you're welcome. asking me for having me. Well, let me say this. This you are our I believe, Bradley, correct me if I'm wrong, second female that we've had on this this show. I believe so. And we, we need to have more. We need to have more girls on the Insurance Guys podcast. Well, we had to reschedule this podcast block because of the, the tropical storm a few weeks ago. We actually had a girl power lineup. We had four in a row and that, that hurricane kind of broke it all up. Oh so. man. Well, I, I'm just proud to have you. I'm I'm honored, I'm blessed, and I'm very, very uh, humbled that you would be on the podcast with us today. I, I guess to start with, we'll do what we always do. I need you to go get in your DeLorean and in your time machine and go back to age 16 when you just got your driver's license and could barely drive <laughs> and you started in the insurance business and talk to our 250,000 agents out there about how you, how you got in the business and kind of bring us up to speed to today. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I was uh, definitely a uh, 16-year-old just needing to survive in this world, right? Um, I'd, uh, I tell you, I had decided that um, for different reasons, um, I could no longer live at home. So I had to move out of my home at the age of 16 years old. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, I actually was looking back in those days. Yes, I know you, you dated me here a little bit, but I just started really young. That's why, and I still look young. <laughs> but I, um, I, I agree. By the way, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I actually was looking in the yellow pages when they existed, uh, just for a job. I just needed a job. I needed to pay rent. I needed to eat. And lucky for me. I found a job in, a, in an insurance agency as a receptionist. Mm. 
And I thought, perfect. I know how to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And I think I can. And I know how to type. That's it. You know, what else can a girl need to be a receptionist? Right. So I started my job at this insurance agency. Uh, quickly um, started learning. Uh, a week later, I know that sounds like crazy, but a week later, I was writing my very first policy. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Now, they, I know. Do they, do they even uh, let you sell insurance at 16 years old? <laughs> You know, my wife actually started in an agency at 16, and I don't think she was able to get her license immediately. Right. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, no. Thanks for asking because um, I know I can say it now, and it wasn't my intent to do things the wrong way, but I did have to get a fake ID. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to say the agency, you know, they they, they didn't know. They had no idea. I had provided them with the right paperwork that I was 18 years old, and so um, I... You know, they kept pushing me to get my license, and I couldn't get my license because I had to be 18 years old. Right. You're not able to be licensed in the state of California or any, I don't know of any other state, but you could not be licensed mm-hmm. until you're 18. So. Yeah, but, you know, that's kind of like guys that join the military and go fight for their country, <laughs> and they do like a fake ID to get in early or something. It's like, I don't really see a big deal with that. I mean, if you were willing to, to go through that much trouble to, to, to get going and, and start writing insurance policies, I I'm sorry. I just yeah. don't see it. I don't see that as being a big deal. Yeah, I don't think they even found out until probably, I don't know, many, many years later when right. they thought I was older than I, you know, right, it really right. was. Right. I understand. <laughs> so, so, so you, we've, we've written. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. We've, we've written our first insurance policy under a fake ID. So th- then what happened after that? <laughs> Well, uh, uh, I learned that I really, really love what I did. Mm. Um, I started helping people at the agency I worked at. Um, I was the only person that spoke Spanish. And, and before me, they would refer all their Spanish-speaking clients to another agency down the street. Mm-hmm. So once I came along, I said, well, why are we sending them away? I can help. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you can help. Yeah, sure. So anyway, that started there. And long behold, like I was, I had so many referrals and I thought, well, within a year and a half of working there, um, uh, the office manager that we had at the time uh, got sick. And anyway, I became the office manager and I said, you know, moving forward, we're not hiring anyone unless they're bilingual because I need help. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a huge advantage in an insurance agency. I mean, you know, especially now. yeah, we talked about especially this last in night. California yeah, too. You know, especially in California and where we were at. But you know, it's okay if you're not bilingual; it's all good. But I just, for me at the time, it worked, and mm-hmm. that's something that I needed to do. Um, I became the office manager there. I started working. I learned a ton. I uh, before I knew it, I, you know, I had uh, quite a few people that I needed to lead and guide and. Um, so that's how it all developed. So you're so learning. so. Let me get this straight. You're like uh, I don't know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, and you've become the office manager with people under you, and you're basically running the agency. Is that kind of how that went down? Yeah, I was eighteen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> must have had an extremely hard work ethic and somebody that the principal agent at that time must have really trusted as far as doing a good job for him. So is that your agency now, or did you eventually go out and branch out on your own? No, I eventually branched out on my own. Um, 
the year 2000, I'd been working at this agency. Now you're going to know how old I am. Uh, I'd been working at this agency for about 13 years. And before that, actually, I'd been, you know, throughout my uh, my career there and my experience, I just thought uh, I'd been promised and offered, you know, eventually I'd be able to, you know, be a partner. And another opportunity came my way in that year. And I was blessed, blessed, blessed enough that I had built so many relationships with different insurance carriers um, that I asked, you know, like a friend of mine says, just ask, right? I had asked if I could, if there was ever an opportunity for me to go on my own. Um, I tell you what, three years prior to that, I had asked, and actually 1997, I had approached one of the marketing reps to see if I had an opportunity to go on my own. They basically said, Patty, you have no money, no uh, business plan, so how are you planning on doing this? And I said, well, I'm really good at selling insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that enough? And so basically I'm glad he just basically told me what to do. Mm-hmm. I uh, prepared, and when the time was right and all the stars aligned, I was um, I was given a contract with a very big carrier here in the state of California, Smart Insurance, uh, July of 2000. And I decided to give myself a birthday present. So at the age of 29, I opened my insurance agency. Wow, that's incredible. That's an incredible story. So so let's fast forward to today. Um, you are the principal agent there. And um, looks like six, seven, eight, nine, ten employees. How, how many employees do you have? Yes, we currently have uh, 10 employees, and we have uh, a couple uh, teammates that we call that we're mentoring them from a program. Mm. So 10 employees, yeah. So, so Patty, what's your advice to that young agent that maybe is in your shoes, you know, the shoes that you were in and, and really trying to, you know, persevere in the marketplace? I tell you, you know, um, work really hard is that many times you think that, well, when I own my agency, that's when I'll start working really hard. When I own my agency, that's when I'm going to give it my very best. And it's almost like, you know, because it's for somebody else, I'm not going to have necessarily the ethics or the full, um, just energy, I guess. I just never looked at it that way. I always thought, uh, it doesn't matter. Like it's who I am. Uh, I'm gonna help these people. I'm gonna make connections. I'm gonna just build relationships. I, I, I didn't. I have to say that I never, from the beginning, I didn't know that eventually someday I would want to own my own agency. But I knew that I had to give it my best. And mm. throughout the years, you just built trust and mm. relationships, mm. and you learn. You know, to that point, I think one of the things that I that's made me. Um, relatively successful in my insurance career is I started with State Farm as an associate agent, and the program, the the, the agent that I was with was a, a scratch agent, a Tika new market agent. So I was there for a year and a half on a program. Basically, I was on the program too because he was on a program, and a lot yeah. of pr- a lot of pressure to sell. And then I then I came on with Nationwide Insurance as a captive agent in 2010. And for three years, or almost four years, I was on a program 
uh, where if you didn't hit your numbers, you got to go find another job. So I tell people all the time, for roughly five years, and probably the longest any human being has ever been on a sales program in the history of the world, um, I was on a sales program, and I think it was that length of time that I had to work that hard um, I had almost become institutionalized to believing that I had to work that hard all the time. And so when I came, so when I came off the program, I never stopped. I just kept on working that hard. You know, a lot of people come off these sales programs and programs. And as soon as they're, they're off the program, you know, they're only working three days a week. And I just, I don't know. I think that was one of the, the big things that helped me become modestly successful in insurance was I just never, I never stopped. I just kept going. Um, but you know, your story, um, I can tell just from the, what you said up until now, um, you're, you're an extremely hard worker. Um, you, you've, you've gotten after it for a long time and, um, you, you, you worked hard enough to, to, to get to the point where, you know, you were able to not only have your own agency, but you had learned enough you know, from being in the industry for, for quite a bit of time that, that it was, it was kind of your time, you know, it was kind of your was. time. It was, it was, you, you knew what you were doing. You were ready to be a principal agent. And when you had, when you got that opportunity and everything fell into place, you were ready for it. I was. And interesting you say that because if it's one thing that I would like to say to young agency owners, maybe some that want to, right, just continue on, or some that just started and you wonder, like, you know, when, you know, when I, I, I see some, uh, I've had some people uh, ask, you know, like, gosh, when am I going to actually make some money, right? Mm-hmm. I tell you, I started working so hard. I mean, talk about goals. My very first goal was like, if I can just make the same amount of money I make today, you know, I made at the agency, like Mm -hmm. I live fine, you know, I'm fine, but it was never about making a whole lot of money, but I thought, shoot, I got, I I have to, I have to feed my kids at this point. And so what I didn't know that when you work in another, you know, when you work for somebody else and you think, well, I write a ton, you know, like I'm a good salesperson, I'm selling all the time, but you don't necessarily know all the other expenses that go into mm. place, like mm. all the other, you know, where you need to allocate a lot of your money. And so when you start seeing that, oh my gosh, you know, rent's due and bills are due and all of these things are due. Gosh, I just started writing everyone and mm. anyone that would come in my office. And I mean, I was um, distributing flyers every Sunday. I was going to markets and asking them if I can put up my flyer with some little, you know, just kind of those sticky notes that they could just tear, you know, those tear up ones. Uh, and I would just tell them the story. I just started on my own. I have, you know, three kids. I, I need to feed them. I, anyway, so I was so blessed, but I was writing, and I started writing crazy business, like huge amounts. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I thought everything was going so great. And I mean, God, I, this is so easy now. You know, I got all this going on for me. And about eight months into uh, me being independent, um, I had probably the hardest I'll never forget, like, I still remember how I felt. I remember the face of the marketing rep. So my marketing rep from my biggest carrier walks in the office, mm. and he's always really friendly. And he was, he's still friendly, but he was a bit serious. And anyway, he didn't know how to tell me, but he said, Patty, we've had some very big losses. And he started to tell me about this thing called loss ratios. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay. You know, didn't I do a good job? Like, I gave these people, like, really, like, 
the right coverage and their loss was covered. Anyway, he tells me that my loss ratios are just ridiculously high. He's very, very sorry. But if I don't turn this around uh, uh, within three months, he didn't know if he could keep my contract. Mm. And that's almost impossible to do because you've already placed so much business. You know, it's like three three months to, to get that, you know, turned around. That's that's not very yeah. long unless, I mean, I don't know. That just unless a seem... miracle happens, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, so did you turn it? Yeah, I guess you turned it around, huh? Well, yeah. Um, I, um, I did, I, you know, that night as I'm driving in the freeway crying, I said, how could I have allowed this to happen? Mm. Like, what did I do? And just thinking through it, and this is what I would say, you know, choose. It's really difficult too, right? Because carriers will put on, just like you said, you had a certain quota, right? They tell you, you got to write, write, write. So here's the expectations. You have to write a X amount of premium Mm -hmm. and, I don't care how you do it. It has to, you know, but they want it to be clean business, quality mm-hmm. business. And, you know, you have to meet your quota. So I guess I missed that part. I just started writing a ton. Right. And I didn't necessarily stop to think of the quality of the business exactly. that I was writing. Exactly. So I tell my I tell my people at my office that I say, you know, I tell them this all the time. And I've told this story on the podcast back way, way, way back when we were – on one of our first episodes, the the problem with sales programs as a captive agent especially is when you have 20, 30, 40 policies a month that you have to write in order to stay in the program, you have a tendency to want to write just just write whatever just to make sure that whatever. that you you know that you meet your numbers and I think that's a little bit of what happened to you starting out as a as a scratch independent agents you're like hey i just want to get premium in the door i just want to write policies and um and so what ends up happening is when you start doing that then your your loss ratio uh, of writing that that what i call kind of substandard business starts skyrocketing and if you're not careful Mm -hmm. you end up with a marketing rep walking in asking you telling you you've got three months to turn it around (laughs) so (laughs) That, exactly. That's exactly what happened to you, and I, I hate that. I hate that that happened to you because I know there were some sleepless nights there after that happened. But what'd you learn from that? Oh my gosh! You know what? I am so glad that it happened. That it only that it happened at eight months. Because mm-hmm. imagine if I had been lucky enough to mm-hmm. not hit, get hit with loss ratios for two years. Right. You know, like it happens many times. Well, it did, and at that point. I remember not sleeping that night. I went ahead and started go. I went back to like, what's the underwriting? What do they ask for? Like, I got to look for these things. Anyway, because I was still hungry and I was a startup agency, I decided that I was going to now use other carriers that I may qualify these people in. And so I did. I, I personally did write some of the non-standard um, and I just my motto at the time, and may not I, I may not agree with it today, and I may not necessarily recommend it. But again, I had a family to feed, and it was just like learning the underwriting and where can I place this business. Mm-hmm. It was that right. was key, mm-hmm. and I did, and I placed them in the different you know programs. Which interesting enough, my non-standard usually runs really low on my loss ratios. I don't I don't get that. But okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Um, and so, and we did, and uh, you know, past that, I uh, I overcame it. I 
hire my very first um, teammate and you know, employee. We call them team members here, but uh, and then I hire three months after that another one, and they really, really help. Just you know, um, how many months in was that that you hired forward. the first one? Uh, eight months, eight right months. at eight months, right about when they came in. They're right about when the marketing rep came in. I said, okay, I need to be more careful. I need to not be so greedy, and some of this money that I'm bringing in now, I need to invest it back into my business, which mm-hmm. was hiring help. Mm-hmm. Right. I I realized I could not do it well, alone. Was that I a CSR help. or producer? It, it was a CSR. Got mm-hmm. you. To sort of yeah. handle the back-end work while you were out pushing Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were putting applications together, you know, for me. I was just double-checking, filing, opening mail, just like... Starting up, you know, taking information from clients when I was busy, it changes, and then I just go in and process all of it. So yeah. it, it's September the 19th of 2018 today. That's today's date. And is Patty, is Patty today, is she working in the business or is she working on the business? What, what, what's your role like now, now? Well, Patty does, Patty to this day still does both. Do you? Okay. I do. Why? Because I absolutely love to just help clients. Mm-hmm. I just cannot stay away from it. I have to do at least a few hours a day of it and just get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. And I can be working on the business, and I know it's my bad, and I'm, I really work really hard. But if you know they send me a message, someone needs to talk to you about adding a car, and they have a few questions before they do it, I take the call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so have you reached a point in your career where you, you realize that you've made it, that you've done it and that you're, that you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. That, that tomorrow, you know, when you wake up, that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And you've got a good book of business and a lot of good employees. And have you, have, are you there? Is that where you are right now? Absolutely. I am. Yeah. I am extremely blessed. Yeah. Extremely blessed. I, I don't have to come in if I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my grandson tells me all the time, Grandma, you can go to my games. You don't need to be at work. You have mm-hmm. a lot of employees. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I can't. I, I can't. And I, I just tell you, it's just an amazing, amazing feeling of being able to know that I'm here today. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so I was looking up, you know, some of your, what, you know, what you like, what you don't like, routines, things like that. So, do you have a you have a morning, you have a morning routine? Uh, this, I'm I'm getting kind of a flavor of all of our agents that we that we talk to. Uh, we just did a podcast the other day with Mike Stromso, and we talked about his morning routine from the time he gets up at five ten in the morning until he goes to the office. Tell us a little bit about your morning routine. What you what routine? What you do every day? Why well, do my little miracle morning? Um, my day starts around five fifteen, five thirty. If I'm you know get lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and miracle get miracle morning comes from a book, doesn't it? Doesn't that come from a yeah. book? Yeah. Okay. Elrod. It comes from a book. Yeah. yeah. Right. Elrod. He, you know, he just changed my world. Mm. Uh, I, mm. The day that I read that book, I did you not. Know, the next day, I said, that's dead enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I get up every morning. Um, I give thanks for allowing me to wake up one other day. I reflect on my day. I get ready and go out either a hike or a run, a jog or a walk. 
And uh, while I do that, I listen to my audio books. I'm always, always feeding my mind positive things and getting me energized. And through my walk, I plan my day. Um, this is, you know, I get back home around, you know, 6.45, 7 at times, depending on where I go. And, um, you know, shower, get breakfast, get breakfast, get ready. I just, um, by this, I've already done my, you know, my readings, my exercise, my audiobooks, <laughs> my breakfast, and I hit the office around 8, 8.30, depending on if I have a meeting, if I have to meet a client before I get to the office, but that's usually my morning. Now, is your book of business, is it primarily home and auto? Um, yeah, so now we stand at about 80%, um, 80% personal lines and 20% commercial. Okay. Is that, are you growing your commercial division or are you kind of, have you always kind of stayed at that level? No, we're growing our commercial division. Are you? Okay. That's where our, yeah, absolutely. Love commercial, by the way. Yeah, I do too. New that's, challenge. That's my yeah. jam. That's yeah. my jam right there. Well, <laughs> um, I guess my, my last question and I, I have a hundred questions, but I can't, I can't ask them all today. What are you doing for the agents out there that are listening to this podcast? What are you doing that's working for you in terms of, uh, marketing and advertising? Do you guys do a lot of that or do you rely on social media or just getting out in front of people? We do it all. We do a little bit of all today. I tell you, for all the new agents out there, or even old, I mean, many times we just get stuck on the old school, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I tell you what, set goals. If mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't have any goals, if you don't set any goals, it's very difficult, very very difficult to have to be clear on what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and as Mike may say, you know, and your why is big enough, your how becomes easier. So I've always had, you know, short-term goals, mid-term goals, and then long-term goals. And if you have those for your agency, then as you, you know, as you get new team members on your team, you have got to set goals for them and guide them and lead them with their goals so that they can accomplish their dreams as well. Because one thing I found is that, Every single team member that I have, they have their own goals and they meet with me once a month and I keep them accountable and they keep me accountable. And so together with them meeting their goals, of course, it helps the growth of the agency. You know, I have a marketing team now that I've hired. We've had a marketing person the last four years. I meet with my marketing person, you know, two, three times a week. I tell her, you know, and we, I keep her accountable and she keeps us on, you know, active in social media. And, you know, so I meet with, we have, you know, uh, account managers, salespeople, our manager. So I meet with every single one of them and I continue, continue to share our goals. And the only, honestly, one thing that I can say that has worked really, really well for us the last two years, three years, because as you grow, you don't, you're not so close to your employees or your teammates. Mm -hmm. Um, We have this book club that I think many of them, you know, they don't always participate, but I tell you what, it has been a deposit of some positive learning experience every single month for the last couple of years. And I think that has been really powerful for us so you guys do a book club and you what do you meet once a month or once a week and Mm -hmm. at the office and kind of go through the book together is that what you do 
Yeah. So each one chooses a book. I gave them a list and they choose their book. They choose their month where each one is a host. And we do, you know, I tell them, I know that, come on, let's not lie to each other. If we don't do, uh, they don't read it all the time, but they do audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And we choose a book. And at the end of the month, we meet at a, you know, here in the office or at a coffee shop or mm-hmm. whatever, just, just to share what we learned from that book, mm-hmm. maybe an hour, hour and a half sometimes, depending on, you know, if they want to stay there longer, but and it's just amazing to, you know, share what we've learned and um, and to see how they now have, like, other family members reading and, you know, and to the same books that they're reading. It's really, it has been really neat That's awesome. to see it develop. So so let me ask you this. A uh, couple of quick questions. Tur- turnover in your agency, have most of your employees been with you for a long time? Yes, I've been uh, very blessed. As we're, you know, as we are growing, uh, it takes a little longer now um, to get, you know, get the right person. But we have, I, I would say, our the core of our team. We have someone that's going on fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two that have been here for like nine years, mm-hmm. eight, seven, um, and uh, two years. Uh, the newest member, we just added an additional member, a team member, and she's been with us for almost five months. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. I guess what I want to do is I want to leave everybody. We wanted to talk a little bit about the word persistent, the word persistent. Now, Bradley will tell you that on the back of my right arm, I have the word grit, G-R-I-T, written in old English letters down the back of my arm. This is a true story. This is not <laughs> made up. I wrote that word on the back of my right arm because in life, through my life and all the trials and tribulations and wonderful things and horrible things that have happened to me, uh, I think anybody that's going to be successful, no matter who you are, you've got to have a lot of grit. You've got to have a lot of determination. And I think that rolls into the word persistence, persistent, kind of the same word, actually, if you look those two up in the dictionary. But let's talk a little bit about the word persistent as it relates to all these insurance agents that are listening to this right now. Let's, I want to, I want you to talk a little bit about the word persistent and what you mean by that. Well, what I mean by that is that even when you think that you don't have the knowledge or all these obstacles because you don't have money or because you, anything, but if you stay faithful and you stay persistent to your dream, regardless of what comes your way. You know, I can go back to the beginning when they came and told me, you know what, Patty, if you don't turn this around, it's not going to work. Well, you know what? I cried for about 30 minutes on my way home. And then I said, you know, stop that crap. You got to now get it together. What can you do about it? And then I just focused on the positive past it. And, you know, seven years later, I bought that building where I was in, mm, you know, wow. where we first opened our agency. And and so many, I can tell you all the stories that happened there, a lot of personal life that happened during the time. And I, again, just cry for a little bit, get it out of your system and stay persistent and just remember your dream and your goal and continue because what happened after that, you know, last year, 2016, last year, actually, I was and I don't mean to, you know, show off, but I want you to know that it is possible. Like two years ago, I bought the second building where we now have our second location. That is awesome. And then, and then, you know, last year I was blessed enough to become the first female in the chairman's club with the biggest carrier here in California. And there were only, they've been around for over 50 years, but they only had 55 chairman people and, and, you know, in this club. 
That's and that means that, you know, you earn a million dollars in commission for one carrier. Mm. Wow. That is amazing, Patty. So I was blessed enough to be yeah. there. And, you know, and I can't say that I did it alone, but I can say that I've been persistent. Mm. Exactly. That no matter what has come our way, you just, like you said, you just, you know, you just have to continue, continue to move forward. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. That's it. I, I can see, I can hear it in your voice. You're somebody that's probably a really, really good boss. And if I ever decide to get <laughs> to sell my agency and move out to the West Coast, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you my resume because I think I would really enjoy working with you. Oh, I, we'll I, need you I, out here. <laughs> I, I can tell I can tell you would be very but very compassionate and very a very good person to work with on a day to day basis. I think you would probably be somebody that. If I came into your office and sat down with your employees, I think they would have a lot of really nice things to say about you. Um, mm, I can so I can much. just tell that um, if if I was anywhere near Anaheim, California, and <laughs> I wanted to get into the insurance industry or business, um, for those agents that are out in that area and are listening to our podcast, you know, you hear me talk about mentors all the time to the point that you want to throw up here in Scott Howell talk about finding mentors. Yes, dear God. Uh, if, if, if you are somewhere in the Anaheim, California area, I would highly, highly encourage you to get with Patty. Uh, unless you're planning on opening up an agency three blocks away from where she is and, um, and and let her be that mentor for you because I'm telling you she's somebody that uh, I believe could really help you navigate all the pitfalls that are in the insurance business so uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll leave you with that but I just want you to know how much we appreciate you being on the podcast. Bradley, do you have anything before I'll cut us loose today? Patty, I admire you from afar. I've admired you from afar for a while. I really appreciate you coming on this in a, podcast. In a, non, in a non-creepy way. Yeah, just from, from the things Chris Paradiso has said, <laughs> you know how awesome you are. And, and I think uh, the value that you provided to our agents today is, is, a, is a testament to that. So I really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. By the way, I'll make a little correction, though. Even if you're planning on opening three blocks away from me, (laughs) I would welcome you because I have good friends that are literally like down the street. I got you. Because if I can save you some pain, and I'm not afraid of competition because I really don't think we're competitors, but I I tell you one thing. When you bring it on, I bring it on. So <laughs> I love. <laughs> well, and I've always said. So I, love it. I had a, a, a fellow agent ask me one time. He said, "Why are you doing this podcast? That you're basically helping your competition." And I looked at him. I said, "You and I are not competitors. We're competing yeah. with the people who are trying to put us out of business. Right. As in the a lot of the direct to consumers and things like right. that. Is is the agents need to stick together because the rising tide raises all ships. That's right. I couldn't That's agree right. more. I, yeah, I, I, I've never, I just, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to have that mentality that everybody that's out there in the big bad world is a competitor of mine. And like Bradley said, I, there's plenty of business out there to be had. Um, and I started this podcast with Bradley because we wanted to help agents mm-hmm. uh, any way that we could. And I, I don't know, I just never have had that mentality of, you know, I can't talk to you because you're an insurance agent. Well, dude, you live three hours You know hours why, Bradley? Me. Can I tell you why? Why is that? I don't know if you've ever been to a conference where you see like 500 people. 
mm-hmm. and they're giving you like really good information right. and they tell you how to go back to your office and you implement that and put it in action. Mm-hmm. How many of those people do you think go back to their office and put exactly. it in action? Uh, not mean at exactly. all. Not mean at all. Okay, so there's no competition, you right. guys. Anybody, any agency, and if I can mentor God, that would be like such an honor for me to help anyone. Right. And I tell you what, it's persistent. Right. Because yep. you can go out, we can all go out there and get really excited about it, and then we go back to our office and we put it away, and then we don't ever put it to, you know, in action. So if mm-hmm. you learned anything, just one thing, just put it in action, and right. then the next time you go, another one and another one. And so, you know, the other 498 people that didn't put, you know, what they learned at the same conference that I attended in action, and if I put it in action, then how can they be competitors? Right. Well, I mean, I, I spoke to a, a group of realtors earlier earlier last week, and one of the, the realtors uh, pulled me aside afterwards, and we were just chatting, and, and we're, you know, talking shop and things like that, and we're talking about marketing and this, that, and the other, and, and that was, I did a marketing presentation, and, and he he made me privy to the information that his son is actually about to open up a captive in, uh, captive insurance agency 20 minutes from my office. And he said, man, I just, I told him to follow you. I, you know, I would, I would love to, to send him to you just so you could talk, you know, talk marketing with him and which, 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 which extremely humbled me that he, he felt that way while at the same time, then he says, but I know you probably don't want to help your, your competitor. I said, man, bring him on. I'll help him more. You know, yeah, I wish somebody would have done that with me when I started Absolutely. on that level. Mm-hmm. And I don't get me wrong. I had people that helped me, but nobody that, you know, they might would have held back a thing or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I can, you know, yeah, we can save anyone, right? The time, mm. uh, the pain and, uh, you know, I, gosh, any day guys, thank you so much, by the way, for doing this and being kind and wanting to help others. And, uh, Personally, I feel honored and blessed, you know, Absolutely. to be here. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being with us, Patty. Guys, listen to me. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go out into the big bad world and go sell insurance and make money for your family. Write good business for the agency that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, God. Thanks, Patty. Patty, thank you. Thank you, guys. Guys, <laughs> you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you real soon. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.